team herself. So thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for your name. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to come upon us this morning. That the Holy Spirit will come upon you with baptizing with Himself in the Jesus, we thank you very much this morning. Thank you for bringing us to your altar once again. Lord, we are glad to be alive. We are glad to be at your altar. We are glad that everything you have done in our lives, Lord, we can glorify you. We can jump. We can stand. We can use our body. Father, we are grateful. Blessed be thy name forevermore. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the mercy. Thank you for the grace. To you be all glory. Father, as we are going into your word, we pray that Lord you will teach us by yourself. Amen. In the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Once again, Nadia, I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, brethren, for this privilege. This morning, I want to do a short teaching on character. Character. That is what I've titled it. And the text, I've taken it from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. And it says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. May the Lord bless you, reading of His word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Like I said, the topic of my teaching this morning is character. And what is character? Character cuts across every facet of our lives. And it's the spiritual essence of who we are as human beings. It defines all the set qualities that make us make something different from the others. It is my character that distinguishes me from you and vice versa. Character involves an ability to rule one's desires, lusts, and needs. It is also the sum of qualities that we develop all through our lives as we, as we grow, as we make choices. It is character that defines the kind of choice that we make. In the, in the spiritual sense, our character is a reflection of our submission to the Holy Spirit as he works in us. That was how I said we should pray that prayer that the Holy Spirit should come upon us. Our character is a reflection of our submission to the Holy Spirit. When we give the Holy Spirit unhindered control of our lives, our character will be impeccable because it will only manifest, we can only manifest the fruit of the Spirit at that point, as recorded in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. When the Holy Spirit is upon us, when we are giving him the access into our lives and he rules us day by day, we find out that we cannot exemplify any other character traits apart from those that the Holy Spirit gives. And you can imagine People will see us, people will hear us, people will, will you know, associate with us. And they will always be seeing all this, that, this fruit that the Holy Spirit has deposited in our lives. We will love everyone. We will show love, kindness. We will be at peace with everyone. We will have joy. We will, we will suffer long. We will be very patient with people. We will be gentle and you know, exemplify the meekness of Christ, goodness, every good thing will be in our lives. 
there are people that you see and they say, oh, this person has strong character. The person has strong character because the person has built him or herself over time to behave in that particular way, whether it be good, whether it be bad, that the character is there. And that person has chosen to carry him or herself like that. As children of God, we should allow the Holy Spirit to, you know, permeate our lives to such an extent that all that we give out is love. And every other thing is inside love. In the church, we should portray love. Love the brethren. Let's not form this association of having clicked in church. This one is not my friend. This one is not up to my standard. No, Christ was not like that. You find out that when they were looking for Christ to crucify him, they could not even identify him among his brethren because he was just like them. There was no carrying himself up or carrying his shoulder up. Let's exemplify love. Anybody that loves will also be humble. Anyone that loves will also be patient with people. In fact, it is when you are patient and then you are more patient, that is when you have added, you have had long suffering. Is patient, 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 being patient all the time, then it is long suffering. You give, you allow people to be themselves. We allow people to be able to make mistakes. We give room for people to make mistakes and not just jump into conclusion and judge them and then we ignore them or we don't want to associate with them. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. This morning, we shall look at three examples of godly characters in the Bible. Godly characters in the Bible. And the first one I want to talk about is Ruth. Ruth. And the story of Ruth is recorded in Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 to 22. We are not going to um, read that passage because of our time. But I'm going to just tell us about that story. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 to 22, we know that it's the story of uh, Naomi. He lost his her husband. He lost. She lost her husband. She lost her two children, and then she wanted to go back to her country. And she told her children's wife, "To okay, now the children are dead. The husbands are, are dead. Now go back to your people. Let me go back to my people. There is nothing I'm doing here. You guys should go back so that you can get married and all that." And then Ruth stuck to her. Ruth said she was not going. When her mate made up her mind that she okay, she was going back up, Ruth said, no, I'm not going. I'm going to stay with you. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. The life of Ruth in that passage exemplified good relationship. A, a woman of godly character, a man of godly character will have good relationship. Relationship is what God seeks between us and himself. And he wants us also to have relationship with ourselves. No man should be an island. No woman should be an island. You cannot just want to stay on your own. I don't want their trouble. Let me stay on my own. I, let me just, I, I just don't want it. 
when I go to church, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just go into the church. I do my own. I go out. I don't want any trouble. No. Like some people will say, pray. Let me say amen. There is no quarrel in it. In the, in the Yoruba palace, Kosija and Shoshi, Shadura and Shami, there is no quarrel in the church. Just say your prayer and I say amen. That is all. That is all the relationship we have. No. We want to have very good relationship. The relationship we found out that these days has suffered a great breakdown between man and God, as well as among nations, families, businesses, brethren, the church especially which we represent. Ruth was a relationship builder. She sacrificed all her advantages in order to build a relationship with God and Naomi, her mother-in-law. And we saw that it paid off at the end. As Christians, let us continue to build our relationship with God, making it better on a daily basis. That was why Apostle Paul enjoins us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, Philippians 2.12, he said, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, walk at your own salvation with fear and trembling. That is to say we should polish our relationship with God daily. We should work on it. We should make it better. Let's make our relationship with God work. Work better. That way, we will not belabor ourselves, you know, jumping up and down, not just doing things or just doing touch and go. We will be able to know the mind of Christ because our relationship with him is solid. We will pray the Lord will answer us because our relationship with him is solid. We will encourage our pastors. We will encourage the brethren. We will help everyone. We will love because our relationship is solid. Let's make our relationship solid. With ourselves also, let us build relationships. Let us not be oversensitive and counting offenses for people. Picking faults in everything. You know, being uh, being irritant, irritable. Not allowing people to, you know, to just be who they are, judging people. No, as children of God, we should leave all those things. We should ask God to help us to grow, to, to be moving on to perfection. We should become better in the good things that we do. The psalmist said uh, uh, in Psalm 130 verse 3, Psalm 130 verse 3, If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? That is the almighty God. The way we count offenses, the way we get angry with people, if God is supposed to count like that, we will not be able to stand. Even we who are judging other people will not be able to stand. We are children of God. Let us continue to act like our father who does not count offenses. And if it is difficult for us to do, let us ask him in prayer. He will answer us. Let us offer forgiveness to people easily and readily. That is a whole lot of a problem in the church. Brethren, we just not want to forgive the other person. Oh, this person has offended me, and that is it. 
it's even surprising that some brethren will say, nothing can make me have anything to do with that woman or that man until Christ comes. You know, it is wrong. That we, we cannot build relationship with God with that kind of character or attitude. Let us become better in our relationship. May the Lord help us out as we move in that direction in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The second example I want to consider, or I want us to consider this morning, is that of Dorcas in Acts chapter 9, verse 36 to 42. There is a record of Dorcas. The verses are not quite many, there are about six or seven. We will just quickly go through them. Acts chapter 9, verse 36 to 42. Now, there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and arms did, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. When they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lida was near to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the chamber. Sorry, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Like I said, the, the teaching this morning is on character. Character. The life of Joker stands as a shining example of a practical Christian character. The Bible says she was rich in good works, not arrogant. Not judgmental, not rash, not wicked, not a liar, not one who despises people, not one who treats people badly, not one who does not who, who is indifferent to the things of the Lord. The Bible says Dorcas was rich in good works, despite her wealth and beauty. She was humble and full of good works and arms deeds. She gave freely. As Christians, we should be ready to give. In fact, if we do not give, then we are not exemplifying Christ. We are not showing the life of Christ. The Bible tells us in John chapter 3, verse 16, John 3, 16, that we all know, that for God so loved the world, he gave, that was the beginning of our salvation. He gave, if God had not given, we all would have been lost. 
So let us take on the character of our God and give. Let's be full of good works. Let's give. Let's be habitual in our giving. We give to God. We give to men. As much as you can afford. God did not give any one of us anything so that we can just withhold it to ourselves. The more we give, the more we receive. That I believe so very much. And I've come to realize that as you give, you see, when you give to God, he blesses you in other ways that even you cannot fathom. When you give to men and they are happy or they just say, God bless you, thank you. The fact that they have joy in them, it makes God to also bless you. And then you find out that men now turn to God to say thank you because of you. Let's have that in our mind, that we are causing men to lift up holy hands to God because of us, because of the good things we do to, for them. And then we should not allow the work of God in his house to suffer. These days on the internet, we keep hearing and seeing people saying, hey, no, don't go to church, don't give, this, that. Please, let us not be um, distracted by all these things. There is joy and there is reward. Or let me say there are rewards in giving, both to God and to men. But let's do it with simplicity. Let's do it as God has enabled us, as God has given us the grace, and the Lord will help us out. But the Bible says that Dorcas was full of good works and arms did. That is to say she was a habitual and careful giver, directing her gift to those who might not give back to her. She was an industrious woman. But the Bible tells us that she was the one who made the clothes and garments she gave to the widows by herself. Let's not be in the in the league or in the group of people who only give to those who give to them. Or we give to people we know that we can get advantage from or we can get something from. Oh, if I need something, I can get from this person. So I give to the people who can give to me. No, that is not the essence of giving. And that was not the essence of God's giving. At the time Christ died for us, we could not even do anything for ourselves. At the time God gave us Jesus, we could not have done anything. He decided in his own mind by himself that he was going to give. Okay, he was going to rescue us from the claws of sin and death, and he gave. So let us also give. Let us give to those who can not even give to us. Let's be compassionate like our Lord Jesus Christ and give. And then let's give to the work of God. No man sees you when you give to God. It's not to be to be shown. We want to show off. And so we give. No. They give to God out of the abundance he has given to us. The level that we have, the, the level that we are, let us give. And as we give, we will not lose our rewards in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The third example is that of Cornelius. Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 verses 1 and 2, and then we will read verse 22. 
Acts chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. Then we'll read verse 22 because of our time. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much arms to the people and prayed to God always. 22. And he said, Cornelius, the concenturion, a just man and one that feared God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews was won from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear the words of thee. My brethren, what do people say about us? What can they say? Can they say we are God-fearing? Can they say, for this one, I know she's a Christian. I know he's a Christian. Can people decide to go to church because of us? Can people decide to stay in church because of us? There was a woman that went to the church a Pentecostal church, and then that first day, the way, you know, people treated her, she made up her mind that I'm not going back to this church. I won't come back here. Because people looked at her, no, in fact, some people looked at her from head to toe, and they just uh, ignored her. She greeted some people, they just looked at her and walked away. Without, they, just, they just moved aside. It's like, who is this person? Meanwhile, she didn't need anything from them. She was okay on her own, but a very simple woman. In, in, in Nigeria, yeah, she has filling stations. She has properties. She has, she's, she's a big woman, so to say. But because she was always simple, simply dressed, not unassuming, they just looked at her and then, and then that was it. She said she was not going back then. And that just as she was leaving, the lady uh, walked up to her, one of the ushers, and she just greeted her and said, "Good morning, ma. How are you, ma? Are you going? Let me let me give you a seat." And she looked at that one and was like, ah, "This one is different from these other people." But I've already made up my mind. And he said, "No, I'm leaving. I have something to do." He said, "No, ma. You've come to church. Don't let the enemy rob you of your blessing. Please come. Let me give you a seat." At least after some time, you can leave. But don't just come and leave. The service is just starting, you know. She was very warm towards her. She gave her a seat. And this woman sat down and started to ponder on everything that had happened just within a very short time. And they just, as the service was going on, the lady will pass by her and give her a smile. And she was like, who is this? And that endeared her. And she said, okay, because of you, I will stay in the church. Meanwhile, the lady never knew what she did. So she now stayed and anyway, stayed on her own. God will help us to make Amen. people stay in church. Amen. God will help us to make people seek salvation, Amen. to make people seek God. What do people say about us? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. A man, a woman of good character. Some of the signs you will see in such a person are... The person is God-fearing. The person talks with wisdom. The person is very respectful. The person is respectful. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 tells us that let 
everyone in particular. So love, that is to the men. So love his wife and let the wife see that she does her husband reverence. You see, the, the, the person, then the first Peter chapter 2, verse 17 tells us we should honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. We should respect all men, both high and low. That is why we saw honor all men, and then we saw honor the king. Honor the king. That is everyone. Let's respect everyone. Let's be very polite to people. The person who has good character will also be a good communicator. In First Timothy chapter six, verse eighteen, First Timothy six eighteen, the Bible says that they that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. We can also look at Philippians chapter four, verse fourteen, and Galatians six six, as well as Hebrews thirteen six. You see, all these point us to being good communicators. We communicate by the words of our mouth. We communicate by our attitude. We communicate by our actions. We communicate by our giving. The person that has good character will be humble. The person will be diligent. The person is grateful. Whether big or small, the person shows gratitude. Ingratitude can rob us of so much. The person will show gratitude. And finally, in that one, the person will be truthful. The person will not be liars, will not be a liar. These days, we find out that even Christians tell lies without even feeling bad. We should not tell lies. The Bible says we should say the truth to ourselves. We see even um, people that we should be looking up to who tell lies. We see people that we see parents who tell lies to their children or in the presence of their children. Or somebody say, This person is coming. Come, tell him, tell her that I'm not at home. Tell her that I'm sleeping. Meanwhile, no, it's not so. So that child already is learning the traits, the characteristics of the, the parents or the mother, the father, that, okay, when I grow up, I will be telling lies to people too. May God help us to be good examples in Jesus' name. Yeah. Some of the bad character traits that we see are pride, laziness, dirtiness, stubbornness, extravagancy, lying, using abusive words, unforgiveness, selfishness, ungratefulness, ingratitude, greediness, talkativeness, envy, gossip, backbiting, all those things. We should not allow them to be named in our midst as Christians. And prayerlessness is also part of it. Somebody that doesn't have good character will not pray. Even when you have the opportunity, sometimes if it is difficult for us to pray, let's look for groups that pray that will help us. And then when we join these uh, groups and we pray with people, it helps us to build our faith. Iron sharpens iron. It helps us to build our faith. The platform of Good Morning Jesus helps us a lot. 
and the Lord will continue to help us in Jesus' name. Amen. In conclusion, good character is an invisible asset that can take us to greater height in life. Remember that people are also watching our lives. Let's ask God to help us live exemplary lives that we please him and draw people to him. We should pray that prayer this morning and the Lord will help us to change our lives, to change what we do to, so that we will form the character of Christ in us and Amen. then begin to see only the fruit of the Holy Spirit Amen. in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let us pray and say, Father, make Father. me make my life and character examples of you in the mighty name of Jesus. That is to say, let Christ see me. Let Christ see me. Let Christ see me. Father, make my life we are going to take another prayer point. We have three prayer points here. We are going to take another one and say, Lord, from today, let the fruits of the Spirit be seen in operating in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And then, Jesus, from today, God, let the fruit of the Spirit be seen in my life. in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. You see, that, that was Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. We are going to ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit of God, kill every works of the flesh in my life and make me conform to Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. in jesus name our lord and god, we thank you very much for this morning thank you for your word we ask oh god that your word will find expression in our lives in the mighty name of jesus christ in jesus mighty name we have prayed Amen. 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 Amen.
Please join me as we stretch forth our hands to the woman of God and Good morning, sir. Good morning, man. The Lord bless us all in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Take a big closing prayer.